I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder. And as you can see, if you're watching this, we are, I am celebrating Pride Month and actually Pride Year. Uh, it, and by welcoming my very, very special guest and friend, Eric Varen, to the show today. So welcome, Eric. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and happy Pride. I have my Pride uh, celebration. My husband is into um, Legos. So he is this a new Lego for Pride Month. So we're really excited about it. I love it. And I can see it's you got the right colors. Is it? Uh, yeah. It's, what, what is it? So it's people. Oh, I love that. For those yeah, it listening, it's beautiful. Yes. It's people and uh, our, our wonderful Pride colors rainbows yes yes rainbows well um eric you and i met uh gosh maybe not not even a year ago right at, yeah last year at smash wasn't it mm -hmm. yeah at smash came quick friends tell us just a little bit about your professional background and, and why you're at these conferences sure well thanks again for having me and happy pride i'm honored and love celebrating pride month it's so important to uh have these discussions um so I am the vice president of client success at One Day, which is a video platform that allows uh, our partners to be storytellers and really um, allows them to personalize the sales process and speed up their, their sales process, improve resident storytelling. And, uh, and then lastly, it's about helping to create a culture of recognition within your organization to allow you to celebrate the good work that your communities do. So um, prior to that, I was the vice president of sales and marketing at Allegro Senior Living. I have been in the industry for about 12 years and um, love every minute of it. It's so rewarding to help people and to work with such passionate individuals throughout um, this industry. So I'm, I'm uh, very proud to be a part of it. Well, again, welcome. And it's, it's great to know you. And one of the reasons that uh, I'm in the business, but I know uh, most people are in the business is because of the people in the business, our mm -hmm. residents, of course, but uh, our you know, team members and, and the people mm -hmm. that serve in the senior living business are, are kind, good people. Empathetic. Uh, and you yes. are definitely one of them. And today I was wondering, since it is Pride Month, I mm -hmm. uh, was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing your story with us. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I, um, I realized that I was different probably when I was about seven or eight years old, but I didn't quite know what that meant. So I... Um, it took me a long time to process and come out. Um, you know, I'm, I think um, how I was raised, being gay wasn't something that was celebrated. It was something that um, you should be ashamed of. And so it took me a lot of time to be proud of being gay and being proud of who I am and surround myself with wonderful people. Um, my family, once I came out, they're, they have been wonderfully supportive. I came out at 23, so I was a, a late bloomer, as they say, but um, 
you know, and I try to really live my life proud of who I am and really share stories, authentic stories of my life, my husband, our life together in uh, the professional environment. Because I think it's important to just be who you are and celebrate who you are. And um, it, it it's something that I'm really proud of. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of my story. It's it's not a really uh, huge long one, but I think it's important because it was an evolution for me of really kind of learning how, and you hear this a lot. I mean, as you know, suicide for uh, teenage children with that are gay or LGBT or trans, that's it's very high, right? Because they don't feel safe. They don't feel supported and loved. So, um, you know, that evolution of learning how to, really appreciate who I am was, uh, was a journey. And it's one that I'm still going on today. You know, I think a lot of people forget that when you're gay, you never stop having to come out, you come out every day. And it can be a moment, especially in the world right now, in the political culture that's happening right now, where you have to pause and say, will this change this person's opinion of me? Or is this going to make my relationship with this individual more difficult? Or are they going to celebrate it? And people like you, you know, you celebrated and you welcomed me when you heard my story. The first thing you said is tell me more about it. And I just so appreciated that um, to feel that love and support. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's, we, we do have to deal with that every day. So, um, it, but again, I think as we have these conversations, as we realize that people are people and they love who they love, um, it becomes a lot easier. So when you, you said you were about eight, Eric, when mm -hmm. you felt quote unquote different, yeah. you know, and that strikes me, even you saying that, mm -hmm. right. Different, different than, you know, what, but we, we all kind of know what, I mean, I know what you mean by that because yeah. there's still a quote unquote, you know, standard, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I am of a petite stature. I'm about five feet tall uh, when I stretch really high. And, you know, it, in, a, in a group of people, right? I can see that I am maybe the smallest of stature and everyone else There's someone who's, you know, six, five can see maybe there. When, uh, you know, is this something that is that, you know, being gay or LGBTQ, you're, you feel, like you said, you feel different from the quote unquote norm. Correct. And, you know, I, and so tell, and that's, you know, I mean, I don't know, can, will that ever change, right? What's normal, you know? Um, but I guess the from the, the norm or the the standard or whatever uh, of groups of people that you grew up with where did you grow up in Massachusetts Massachusetts okay and so you said that when you were growing up being gay wasn't something to be proud of it was something to hide mm -hmm. and and like what did you hear or like what you know like well how did you know that right yeah, I, um, and I'll be, I'm going to be very vulnerable and share this, and I hope everyone can understand how hard it is, but my mother told me before she knew I was gay that gay people get AIDS and die, and that if you were, a, you, if you were gay, you were going to die. Um, you were going to never get married, never have children, and it was a sin. So we, I was raised Catholic. Um, so it was, it was hard. I don't think it was ever out of malice. It was out of 
um, lack of education because, you know, when I grew up, you know, I was born in 77, I was kind of coming of age in the 80s and 90s. There w- weren't a lot of gay examples or people like me. You know, I had my mother's hairdresser who was very, very effeminate and Elton John. Those were the two reference points. So when I was like, I'm different. I was like, I I think I'm gay, but I'm not like them. So where do I fit in this kind of spectrum of of homosexuality? And I think one of the, the, the things that I was able to experience as I came out living in New York City was that I was able to see the spectrum of people that are that are that are gay and that there are people just like me and there's people that are just like the, the feminine hairdresser who I don't have any negative thoughts about or you know it's just I think there was for my family there wasn't a lot of reference point you know my mom was a teacher my dad was a carpenter they my mother was the first person in her family to go to college so they were doing the best they can they didn't know any different right but I will tell you the moment I came out my entire family loved me and appreciated me and accepted me the minute my grandmother who just passed away this January she was one of the biggest proponents of allowing her church to have gay marriage. She would be, she actually got up and spoke in front of her entire congregation and told my story. And when she died at her, I'm going to get teary eyed, but when she died at her funeral, our, uh, we talked about that and how she was so proud of her grandkids, but she was vulnerable and she did that. And I think that allowed my family to continue to, accept and they're wonderful. I mean, my husband and I see them all the time and we've got a great relationship, but I look at ignorance sometimes and I don't necessarily always think it's from malice. It's from just lack of education or lack of exposure. Well, that's a good point. You know, I've, Eric, go on my own journey as well um, that with humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I'm, I'm a suburban, you know, white, mm-hmm. heterosexual, uh, middle class, um, uh, grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, and um, who, um, and I'm not sure if it was because I was exposed to, you know, I, I danced a lot, was in mm-hmm. theater, and for, in, you know, I, for me, it was absolutely non-issue. It was a non-issue. We never talked about it at, at all. I grew up a little... It's 80s, you know, 70s, mm-hmm. we just didn't, it wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Um, I would like to think that there isn't that, that prejudice and, and, and hatred. I, I would really like to think there isn't. I'd like to think we're coming along um, and, and just being vulnerable too. You know, I struggle with the doctrines that, that teach mm-hmm. these, you mentioned, you know, the uh, organizations, church organizations, or whatever that teach this, that, you know, gay LGBTQ are going to hell or, mm-hmm. and um, I really, really, really struggle with it. And I think you really, ma- you made a good point of like your mother, that she, it didn't come from malice, but this is, so, uh, it was a message that she was taught. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the belief that, and the faith that, you know, this is a certain, we do things a certain way and we are certain. And, and if you're taught something and it's in, and it's in you Correct. and it's part of something bigger that you really 
believe in and have faith in, how challenging and how difficult is it to maybe be vulnerable within yourself to say, okay, well, I grew up this way. I still believe, you know, I'm still, uh, yet this component of it's wrong. I think it's, well, I can tell you my family story. I mean, our relationship with religion changed very much once I uh, came out where my family stopped going to Catholic churches and went more to the Protestant and Methodist side because it's a, not the Methodist, I'm sorry, uh, Protestant side because it's more accepting and welcoming. So um, again, I think it is hard when you're faced with with the, you know, you're taught a certain way and you're almost taught to hate um, somebody for something that they choose. I think one of my messages when I told my parents when I came out and my dad said this to me too, he, I said, it's, I didn't choose this. I would much have, when I was younger, when, you know, it was different, I would have loved to have been straight and getting married and have babies and all of that stuff. I mean, I, and he said that to me, he said, I know you didn't choose this for yourself. And I don't, that was interesting to see how comforting that was for him in accepting me. I don't, which I don't quite know psychologically why, but it was really an interesting point when he said that to me and me being like, huh, but that's, but that gives him comfort. And that's what he needs right now to help process this, this reality of what, of who his son is. Mm -hmm. I admire you a lot for, you know, and admire all who come out because Mm -hmm. even while it shouldn't be a big deal. It's a big deal to, to share who we are, but I mean, it shouldn't be hard, right? It shouldn't be difficult. Um, but it is. And even though like you you had loving parents, you Mm -hmm. you know, but, but it was still a struggle because of of potentially what you thought, well, you knew what they believed, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure that that added to the struggle. Mm -hmm. Uh, our, you know, our daughter came out in as a senior in high school and she was raised in a open, you know, you know, open environment, uh, you know, didn't really discuss it. Cause it was just, we had friends, we have, you know, we're in the theater we're, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, when she started becoming of a certain, you know, junior high or is always is, you know, Brad and William gay. Yes. You know, they're married and just kind of like, Oh, okay. And yet even with growing up in, in that environment with support, it was still hard for her to come out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when she, uh, when she kind of, she came out to me and, and, and then to her dad, we were like, Oh, great. And her dad gave her a hug. We're very happy for you. And later on, I just asked her, um, you knew how we feel, you know, how we felt yet. It was still challenging for you. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's different with your parents. Mm. And my heart goes out to her and everyone else that a man, I can't imagine how hard it is for anybody to, you know, to share their truth when there is a very high probability of a negative and and in some Mm -hmm. cases, horrible, horrible, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to disown you. Uh, And I mean, the brave it's, it's, it's completely brave. And, and you talked about embracing yourself, Eric, and, and, Mm -hmm. and loving yourself and accepting Mm -hmm. yourself. I mean, that's a message for all of us. 
right? We all, you know, you be you, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm 55 and, you know, I am like just kind of settling into you be you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and let alone someone who's, you know, a child or a teen or anyone who, because of who you are, yeah. there's a baked in um, uh, hatred. Yeah. I mean, I think the what, last thing a child wants to be is a disappointment to their parent. And that was my fear that I was going to be a disappointment because of who I was. And I go back to that. I didn't choose this. This was who I was the day I was born. I mean, I even, you know, at eight years old, I knew something was was different. And and I think it's just a testament to you and your husband of and I, I you know, a part of me like thanks you for providing your daughter that acceptance and normalization of being gay um, throughout her upbringing, though it is always still hard because you don't, you don't know, you know, there's always going to be that little concern. I mean, you and I were at a conference and I was sharing my story and someone talked about how she didn't believe it because it was not what she was taught in church and that she was trying to come around to accepting being gay or being, you know, around gay people. And it was, it was such a, a an eye-opening, but an incredible moment for me because our, there's so much work we still have to do and we still have to normalize it and have conversations and realize that it's just people wanting to be in a relationship and being loved. And, right. and that's, that's what it is. Right. Right. I love that normalization. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, I really hesitate using the word normal or, you know, that, where I'm not normal, but, but the normalization of, so when I say I you know, wrote a, a blog last year and I wrote my 17 year old daughter is gay. So what I don't, and, and, and I mean, so what I love her more than anything. And it's a, it's a big deal of anything she decides to do, but it, the, so what meaning, you know, my, my nephew called to tell me he see they're the same age that he got a tattoo on his foot and mm -hmm. he was afraid to tell his parents, mm -hmm. right. Cause they would be disappointed because they didn't want him to get a tattoo. And so my nephew got a tattoo. So what? I love him. It's great. Got a tattoo, right? Um, and it, it's not quite the same, but it should be, right, that I'm gay or I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or um, the there's a there's a Netflix series that just came out. Have you seen Heartstopper? I have not. Stop have now. Not. Okay. Stop now. Tell Clint you're, you're, you're going to take <laughs> I'm busy. I got to watch Netflix. Everybody yeah. Netflix Heartstopper. Okay. And it's been renewed for seasons two and three, much to, to uh, my daughter's delight and mine. It's new. It's a new uh, UK, made in the UK. And it is a love, teenage love story, you know, done in like eight, eight, you know, a series of eight shows. Yeah. Yep. That is normal, mm -hmm. you know, and I think this is what people need to see, mm -hmm. you know, they need to people who have challenges with understanding mm -hmm. and, you know, empathy, we talk a lot about empathy in sales and mm -hmm. in our business and empathy is not how you feel in someone's shoes. It's how they feel. Correct. Right. Correct. So you don't have to walk someone else's walk. What, I mean, what I, all I'm asking, and I don't want to speak for you, but all I was asking is just let me walk in my shoes. Correct. I'm right there with you. I think, um, I also think me coming out has allowed me to be more empathetic 
and empathic to other people and their positions. Because again, I, I look at it as an opportunity to understand them. You know, I, I live in Texas and there's a lot of stuff going on right now politically with the don't say gay law they're trying to push through. And it was just done in Florida. And I'm angry about that. And I don't think it's right or fair that when my husband and I adopt our child, there's a chance that our child can't even talk about us in school. Right. But I also want to think about and understand why they're having that perception. Why, you know, there was a, an event for Dallas Pride just this past weekend, and there were picket, people picketing, saying it was a, a family friendly drag show that was going to happen. And it was in the news that um, there was a gentleman talking about that screaming as chi- children were walking into the event with their parents. This is a groomer event. This is a groomer event. You're going to be, and, and the kids were walking with their ears closed, but you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad that, that hatred has become accepted in a way that it wasn't in, in the past. And it's his first time me being gay that I, I, I walk around a little, a little conservative, you know, I, 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 and so we haven't had any bad experiences here, but I still have that worry that, you know, somebody is going to say something or, and that's just, it's, it makes me sad because I feel like we should be in a different place than we are right now. And I think that's to your point, you know, helping people understand what a healthy relationship looks like, or someone who's gay, who's single, it doesn't matter, but they're just like you and just like you, they're just like me. They're just people you know, and so what, if they're gay, really, it's not affecting you. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, another, it's, I, it's, I would talk to you all day and I want to do another uh, podcast with you to talk more about it because uh, you bring up so many, so many good points. And I, I couldn't agree with you more on what, you know, why are people hang their hat on this? Mm-hmm. I don't understand the hatred. I don't, it, it's the hatred of uh, your fellow human being. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you're, you know, if you're brought up to believe a certain thing, but because of a religion, I mean, that's, it's you be you and, and that's what you believe, but to pass that on to someone else, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is, um, wrong. I'm sorry. It's wrong. It and you're wrong. sad. I'm sad. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to stay in a state of um, anger. No. Um, obviously to be successful and, and happy person, but it, it, these things, they're, they're uh, incredibly, um, de- uh, they're detrimental to, to humanity. Mm-hmm. It really but it takes people like you, Julie, that are challenging the status quo and having these types of conversations. That's how you evoke change. That's how you evoke, you evoke acceptance is you have the dialogue, you know, have a dialogue with someone that is angry and hates gay and try to understand why, and then listen and be empathetic and then give your side of the, to help educate. I mean, that's really how I've tried to live my life with this is um, I go back to that moment where we were at the conference. I could have been horrified and upset and angry. And I just was like, hmm, okay, I need to know more. And I think it's probably just the salesman in me, right? I always want to learn more to understand the person, but it was, it was, it was a moment where I was like, okay, I can help this person understand. You don't have to agree with me, but at least I can help you understand what my reality is. I think it's important we continue to have these conversations. I do too. And Eric, it's people like you that share your story and that are uh, 
you know, warm and wonderful person uh, yourself, but that to, to want to learn more about others who have, who challenge or who have very differing opinions and just to seek to understand is also an incredibly important and impactful uh, part of this journey. Though little by little, right? Okay. Little by little, one conversation at a time, one one love at a time, right? It's just like send love, send love. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I so appreciate you taking time and I can't wait to see you again. Thank is you so much for any, having me. Oh my gosh. I just wanted to ask, is there any advice mm-hmm. to close us out? Any advice that you would give someone listening to this who's having their own personal challenge expressing themselves or, or coming out? Yeah, I would... I would say be patient. I would sit with yourself, be kind with yourself. It's going to be okay. It will get better. Because I was convinced that I was going to get a horrible disease and die as soon as I came out. It was just, that was what's going to happen to me. And I've been able to be successful in my career and be in a relationship for 10 years and about to adopt a baby. And, and there's so many good things that can happen. So don't hate yourself love yourself and find people around you that love you and accept you and champion you and surround yourself with those people so that you can, you can learn to love yourself. It's not easy. It's not, it's not an easy thing to come out and it's hard to articulate because it's such an ingrained thing of who you are. Um, But you know, it's just find those people that love you and um, help them help you uh, kind of, celebrate who you are. Wonderful advice for anybody listening. Well, Eric, I love you and I am so happy to know you. And thanks again for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me and happy pride. Happy pride.